Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. One of our favorite things is when we get listeners who message us with their truck builds and really cool things that they've been working on. And our guest today, his name's Cody, and he had reached out to us on Instagram, and he wanted to show us a truck. He had a 12-valve regular cab, long bed Cummins, and one of his friends had bought a 2002 Ram, and it was a roller project truck, and after a couple weeks, his friend said, hey, you know, do you, do you want this truck? I'm not going to do anything with it. And Cody wanted to jump right in with it, do the 12-valve swap, um, swap over the transmission, and he did a ton of the work himself. So we're going to ask him about building the engine, the transmission, how he got the gauge cluster to work, and a whole bunch more. Before we get to it, though, we want to give a, a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors that help make the Diesel Podcast and these episodes possible. First is Mishimoto, and we've been you know, chatting about coolers and and uh, you know things as we're rounding out winter, heading into spring, and summer will be here before we know it. I know a lot of you guys are towing with your trucks, using them for work every day. And one of the most important things, especially in regards to the transmission, is keeping those temperatures in check. So if you notice those temperatures creeping up and you don't have a transmission failure, could just be there's a lot of mileage you know, on the factory cooler, especially if it's an older truck. Make sure and go to Mishimoto.com. You can check out a ton of different options that they have based on whether you got a Ford, a GM, or a Ram truck. Or there's even custom options for you know standalone cooler or auxiliary ones as well for some of those race trucks that are out there. Just something that's doing a lot of low-speed driving where you may need some extra cooling capacity. And for the, the shop owners out there, we, we love hearing from you guys. And we know that we've got a, a loyal listening base of diesel shop guys all over the country and all over North America, really. And we want to encourage you guys, if you're looking to get Mishimoto radiator coolers or any of the Mishimoto product line, make sure and check out Turn 14 Distribution. They're set up across North America to be able to get you product as quickly as possible. And one of the things that's you know so important is you know, you guys are busy. There's tons of trucks showing up and trying to, you know, call a toll-free number, wait on hold can, can be tough. Well, if you go on their website and you got an account, you can see what's in stock, where it's in stock, how quickly you can get it, the shipping costs, everything like that. So you can keep trucks coming in and out and make sure your customers are getting on the road and, you know, just be right on to the next job. So don't forget to check them out. All right, let's get to the podcast with Cody and talking about this 2002 project truck that he has and the 12 valve swap and all that went into it. Cody, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I appreciate you reaching out to us on Instagram, sharing your build and, and telling us about your, your Cummins. And I always love to chat about you know, these builds and restorations and and you know things that you know, like you did from the, the, the ground up, building the, the truck that you want. I know our listeners are going to enjoy hearing from you, so welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you having me. I want to start because when you messaged us, you sent us a picture of two different second gens. And I wanted you to walk us through the history of the two trucks and how this build started and and just kind of you know where it came from. Well, I had a buddy in high school that 
he ended up having a 98, and at the time, I actually had a 95 extended cab 12-valve. It was an auto, and me and him always ran to get around together, and we literally beat the snobs out of the trucks. And what ended up happening is any any other automatic, my my truck went down. And at that time, he was wanting to get rid of his, the 98, for a Duramax. So I ended up selling my 95 for his truck, bought his, and from there it just evolved. It was it's a it was just a 12 valve with a five speed single cab long bed, and I did anything that I could to, to grab a hold of it, and I ended up getting it, and I had it for I think about eight years. And I did a paint job on it, wheels and tires, a set of injectors, had a stock charger on it. And just over time, the the trans, I just kept having trans issues and went through four or five trans in it and just couldn't figure it out over the years. And I just, I just kept fighting it. And here back in, I believe, 2000, into 2017, he ended up buying an O2, uh, extended cab long bed, no engine or trans, a roller out of out of South Carolina, and he just out of the blue just texted me one night. He had it for about two weeks, and he says, "I'm not going to do anything with this thing. Do you want it?" And I immediately texted back and said, "Absolutely." <laughs> so after that, I mean, I just I went over that that night, looked at it, and that was the end of it and that was just the start of pulling everything out of this 98 and to shove down in that 02 and it was just a blessing in disguise really i mean i i couldn't be more happier with the with the route that i went now when you when you got the 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 02 and you're looking at it what was your goal when you were going to swap you know the engine and and transmission other things over was there a particular power number or, or a use that, that you were looking to achieve with this new truck? To be honest, in the beginning, I I was more or less, the, the O2, it's very, very clean. I mean, for here in Ohio, it's a very, very clean truck. And it's got its couple little blemishes and whatnot. But my 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 goal was mostly to... Not only have a beautiful truck on the outside, have a, a beautiful interior, but also have a really nice engine bay. And I was really just wanting to dress it up, but when I started doing things, it just kind of did a snowball effect. I just started doing chargers and injectors, started getting head work and uh, pump work, and it just it all just snowballed and. I was really just wanting a daily driver truck that was really nice, and it over time I just was like, well, I'll do a I'll do a daily driver street truck. The uh, the color when you sent the picture of the truck, the thing that jumped out as out at me is I'd never seen a color like that, and I wanted to ask you because it's a it's a factory color that you have, and and I mean I've never seen one, so it definitely caught my attention, you know, seeing the O2 and. And just the, the the color of it. Well, they call that the almond pearl, and it's it's a color that I'd never seen before either. The only the only trucks that I've ever seen that color on was on third gens, and 
So I kind of poked around a little bit, and I thought that maybe somebody did paint it, but poking around on Facebook on a couple of forums, I, I, there was somebody else out there asking if anybody else had this truck color. And literally I can count how many people really commented on there, and there was only about five or six people that actually had that color. And, yeah, it was a factory color. And I, it's kind of nice to know that it's not just an ordinary color on a second gen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a super clean truck. And, and when I was reading through kind of the background of, of the truck itself, you did a lot of work on it as far as swapping everything over. And I wanted to start with the engine and ask you about swapping it and building it and how you did that. Well, when I pulled it out, it was, it was the engine ended up having 260,000 miles on it. So it was, it was a pretty, pretty uh, greasy old pig. She, uh, when I actually had it in my 98 and I bought the 98, I mean, that thing, it would it'd leak a gallon a week. And so you just imagine the amount of oil and the amount of dirt and dust and everything that was on it. So a lot of diesel fuel and a couple good brushes gave it a good, good wash down. And um, it just... Going through it and everything, all you could do is put a socket on something and things were a little bit rusty and all you could do is pray that it wasn't going to snap <laughs> off and you're going to be drilling it out. So going from there, it was, it was actually pretty good and easy. I ended up having one bolt snap off on the manifold, which really wasn't too big of a deal. I ended up drilling it out. And back in the day, I've heard a lot of stories about my, my old truck, the 98, and that truck was beat to death, and I'm talking people used to tug with it. Um, that truck would haul ungodly amount of loads that it probably shouldn't have been, and there was that one point where they were either tugging or doing a burnout or something, and they lifted the hood. It actually peeled the paint on the hood, but lifted the hood up, and the backside of the charger and the manifold were glowing red. Wow. So after hearing a lot of those stories when I pulled pulled it out of that truck to put in this one, when I started tearing it down and I started to pull the head off, I kind of expected at least some scoring on the cylinder walls or maybe a beat up top of a piston or something. And I pulled the head off and there were still hash marks in the cylinder walls. And the top of the pistons, I took a little bit of WD-40 and a rag and they cleaned up like new. And there was no no piston slap at all. Um, I ended up flipping the engine over and plastic gauging it, and everything was still in spec. Wow, I think it's a it's a testament to how tough those engines are, and I think why well, one of the reasons that so many people love their Cummins engines and and buy those trucks for the engine is just how strong they are. Well, and they usually say, you know, as long as you keep up on your oil changes, things tend to last. Well, I kind of have a tendency to think that that thing pouring out a gallon a week and keeping <laughs> fresh oil in it, I think that helped out a lot. <laughs> now, had you ever had you ever torn down an engine and, and gone through one before? I've done a couple, a couple tractor engines, a couple small engines, but never, never got into depth like I did like I'd have done on this one. This one was, uh, I mean, I I put a uh, Hamilton 182, or 
Hamilton 188 over 220 cam in it with a Hamilton retainer and the KD, uh, thin air diesel KP fix, um, mild port and polish on the head, uh, valve springs to heating machine titanium uh, retainers and keepers. It's just literally anything and everything except for the bottom end. When you when you jumped into the engine build, where where did you find either you know information or guidance or you know maybe help in in doing that if if a question did pop up or you weren't sure about something? Well, just like really anybody in the Cummins world, they they run to Greg A. pretty much on YouTube, or it was more of just really going on onto Google and going to the old Cummins forums and just looking up the old the old forums. I mean, there was a lot of guys back then that were real informative. And, you know, in today's world, if you go on Facebook and you go on the second page or something and ask a question, you're going to get 30 different mixed results. And none of them are going to be right to anybody. So it's kind of hard to kind of figure out and believe what's what to do. Yeah, the old, the, the old like, TDR Cummins Forum and going back to some of, like, the stickies that they have, and some of the things from years ago, they're so detailed and in-depth. And there's a lot of great information if you're really looking to jump into something and see how something was built or installed or something like that. It's a tremendous resource. Absolutely. I mean, I'm talking about solo to ones that when you go to click on the images, they don't even pop up anymore. <laughs> or if they do pop up, it looks like they were taken with a potato. So. <laughs> yeah. The phone, the picture quality, depending on what year it was, is definitely not what we, what we have now. <laughs> so when, um, when you get this engine built and it, it's put together, as far as getting to the power number that you wanted, what companies or guidance did you did you look to there with you know fuel and air and and being able to make sure that you had you know the power that that you were shooting for so charger wise i went through um mac down at uh, mdc diesel and uh that's a smetting charger which is i ended up picking out a s4 at first i picked out an s464 um, 83 with a 90 AR housing, and when I did get the truck running and I drove it around for a few weeks, I ended up actually over-speeding that charger, so I ended up actually upgrading, talking to him, and I upgraded to a 468 with a built wheel. And injector-wise, I ended up going through diesel auto power. I talked to them guys. They were real informative on everything. And I ended up going with a set of 5x16 VCO injectors. And they're a little bit smoky down low, but when they're up top, they're, they, they keep up. And a lot of my parts that I bought, I either went through Pure Diesel Power or XDP. And both of them companies have been more than helpful every time I've called or anything. And also Shide, too. Shide was very, very helpful. And... I mean, it's just it pays to it pays to buy parts from two or three companies and stick with them because the more the more you buy from them, the more informative they're going to be. We had Garrett from Pure Diesel Power on not too long ago. We we're talking about twelve valves, which I know he's got a ton of knowledge on, and it was it was really cool to be able to ask him, you know, what kind of what people are looking to do with their twelve valves. Are they 
you know, call him up or, or swing by. And it was a, it was a really cool chat that, that we had with him. And it's, uh, it's also really neat to see, I think in the diesel community in general is it's not just about the new trucks. It's also the older ones and some of the builds that are going on out there with 12 valves and just kind of a, kind of a resurgence with them and, and new parts and new things that are, that are being done. And that, that's what really grabbed my attention about your truck is, you know, it, it's, it's easy to go to a, a Ram dealership now and buy a, a brand new truck and, you know, it's going to have all the bells and whistles and all the different electronics and, and things like that. But you took an engine platform, you know, the, the 12 valve that, that you like found a perfect 2002 to put it in. And then you just tackled the project yourself and, and jumped into it. I know there's a lot of listeners we have that want to do that. And I wanted to ask you, you know, as far as doing this project, what, um, what kind of snags did you run into or, or what, what maybe spots did you get stuck on and who helped you, you know, get through that to be able to get this truck where it is? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, a few of the snags that I had were, especially in the gauge cluster, because that when you go online or do any kind of research on that, there's really no, there's really no information on how to do that. And lo- I got lucky having the '98, where the PCM was towards the newer trucks and everything, the newer part of the truck and everything, and everything was kind of a plug and play. But there were a lot of things that when you're doing a build that's stretched over a year, you kind of forget how some things go when you start to finally put it back together. And a lot of the, a lot of my issues were making sure that all my grounds were hooked up, <laughs> making sure all the grounds were hooked up and kind of just going through and making sure that all the pins were clean and really just, there really wasn't too much that, that I had a struggle with. The only one big struggle that I had with was when I got my head work done, somehow one of those valves didn't catch it, but it had just a little bit of a lisp on it. So I ended up having to pull the head back off, and we ended up, after that, we actually put oversized valves and seats in it. But really, other than that, it I kind of bought a lot of the parts that I bought and a lot of the a lot of the pre-maintenance things that I did actually made it went, made it go really, really smooth. What about with the transmission? You'd mentioned before when it was in the, in the 98, you had some struggles with it. Did you, did you transfer that over to the 2002? I did. So after this, this is the last trains that I've had. And I ended up buying this trains from a place out of Wisconsin and when I had it in my 98, it actually, I started to have issues with it, and I thought that maybe it was just the clutch. So I already had a, a dual-disc South Bend in it, and so I pulled that out, took, and then I drove all the way up to South Bend and uh, got it replaced. Put the new one in, and it was still doing it. 
And over time, about, I think, like two or three days later, the shifter just started going haywire. It just started rocking around in third really, really hard, and then eventually I just got locked out. And what it ended up being was when we pulled it all apart, and we didn't find this out until we were putting it all back together, was uh, I actually twisted the end of the main shaft. So luckily we had another main shaft laying around, and I bought all of my transports through um, a company over here, over in Thornville, Ohio, called uh, Enterprise De- Enterprise Engine Performance. And really, I mean, they're just they're good guys. If, if anybody here in Ohio needs MV4500 parts and they need them next day, you order them by noon, that you get them noon the next day. And uh, really all it really was is I put all new synchros in it, refreshed up all the bearings, and put a new counter shaft and a main shaft in. And really that's all I've really done to it, and it's been good to go. And it's been holding holding the horsepower great for the truck ended up making 654 and 1291 torque. And a lot of people, they get scared because they say that the trains don't really hold up to about 400. And honestly, I've, I've had no issues. That's, it's, it's really cool to hear about that particular part. Cause I think, you know, it, looking back is the engines were always so capable and there's been some, you know, some parts for the NV 4500s that have been out there and, and kind of some fixes and, and things like that. But it's a, a question we get, you know, from time to time on Instagram is, hey, I'm looking at the second gen has an NV4500. I'm shooting for this power range. Is it going to work or do I need to put a 47RE in it with billet shafts and the upgraded valve body and clutches and stuff? So it's it's really cool to hear that it's it's holding up for you and, and the power range that you're at and how you use the truck. Well, I believe what's helped the most is, for one, having a really good clutch, and two is not being scared to break something out and do it yourself. And if, if if you know the specs on everything and you could really get that trans into spec on the way it really needs to be and you're not trusting, you know, relying on somebody else, that helped out a lot because and then you know that it was built right. And then also, too, is I lowered my truck down. So my drive my drivetrain angles aren't, aren't way out of whack either. And I also put a aluminum one-piece drive shaft in too, which is I believe helped a lot because that takes away that takes that carrier bearing out. And I mean, I could cruise 90, 90 down the highway, and that thing it don't shake, it don't shimmy, it just it's smooth. And that's just the biggest thing is just having a nice straight drive line, and I, that's that's what I believe makes it makes it be able to hold the power. Now, if, if you know, looking into the future, do you think or have any plans to change anything on the setup, or are you happy with where it's at right now? I'm happy with where it's at right now. If there's anything that I would do is maybe bump my timing up just to progress the power into a higher RPM range. And maybe maybe a different set of injectors. I'm, I'm not too sure, but and until... Until something, until I hear a rod knock or anything, I really don't really plan on doing anything. Is, uh, now, as far as you know, using the truck daily, is it something that you ever tow with, or you're driving it around and and just you know using it that way, or you ever hook a trailer to the back of it? Mostly, I mostly it's just a a daily driver. 
Um, if there's ever, I have towed with it, and I will say you got to be very, very smart with it. Very, very smart because it uh, it likes to climb up into the EGTs pretty fast. And um, but it, it's doable. It's very, very doable. It's just it's all about being smart and smart on your street driving. And do you think if you know for someone that's listening? out there and they want to do a similar build or they, you know, they got a truck in the driveway and they've been thinking about doing something to it. How, or what process did you go through to make the, make the power goal, like just be decisive with exactly what you want. And the reason I ask is a lot of times I'll see that people will get a, a 12 valve or really any diesel truck and they just go for the power right away. But then it's like, Oh, I got to tow a trailer and it doesn't, it doesn't do it the way that I want or it gets too hot. And then they're changing the setup and then they're going through a couple sets of injectors and turbos and, and just different things and they end up spending a lot of money to get ultimately where they want to go. And it sounds like you just from the start, you, you nailed exactly what you, what you wanted to do with the truck. So if there's any advice or tips you'd give to somebody out there for making a plan, what would that be? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, is you just got to sit down with yourself and and just ask yourself, you know, are are you going to be towing 50% of the time or 70% of the time or 40% of the time? And if you're going to only be towing 20 to 40% of the time, you know, absolutely go out and build a fun truck, but make it to where if you need to, it's easily tunable to be able to pull the trailer if needed. But if, I mean, if you're going to be towing most of the time, I mean, it's, it's it's just a lot of research and trying to figure out what right charger is for you, especially with with what with what elevation you're at. I mean, what what kind of air quality do you have? It's it's just it's all a scientific thing. And I I learned a lot watching videos off of uh, Power Driven Diesel, and they explain to the T on how you can pick the right charger for yourself. And it's, it takes a lot of math to do it. But if, if you're going to be towing a lot, it's, it's not worth having a big charger and a big set of injectors and everything else like that. But if you want a fun, fun street truck, you can go as wild as you want. <laughs> now in the, um, I know that, you know, like over the last year and so a lot of, events haven't taken place and and stuff and that's such a key part i think for the camaraderie that that happens at them and you know you'd mentioned uh shied and i know that's like one of the biggest events like every year but when you you know it, when you've gone to those or you go to a dino day are there are there people that just like stop and they're like what what year is that truck? Where what's that? What's that color? Oh, what, there's a twelve valve in it, and does it start up? You know, like a, a conversation, and you get to kind of trade truck stories with people. Well, I've always wanted to go out to Shide. I've actually never been out to the Shide Extravaganza, but I've been going to the KOS event here up in West Salem for the past two years, and the, my truck has struck a lot of conversation with people. It's 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 kind of a unique thing. It's it's a lowered four-wheel drive, and I still have the 24-valve emblems on the side, so when I pop the hood and people look inside <laughs> of it, they end up thinking that it's a, that it's a top-feed injector truck. So that really sparks a lot of people. 
But and then when they start looking at it, and they're just like, "Well, oh, that's just a little dinky old twelve valve in there." <laughs> but it does. It, I get a lot of looks and a lot of questions wherever I go. And if I ever go to any car meets or anything, I mean, there are people that that do come around and look at it, and that's kind of what I built it for. It's just a just to kind of show it off and and you know just to just to spark interest in other people and just spark conversations and meet new people and have some friendships with other people yeah and i mean and that's that's you know we'll, we appreciate you messaging us and and telling us a little bit about the truck and being able to to just talk about it is is so cool and and uh I appreciate you doing that and sharing the build with us. And I know you're going to inspire some people out there to, to, uh, you know, jump into their own build and, and, and make the truck how they want. Yeah. All I've got to say is, is, you know, don't be scared. It's, uh, everything's replaceable. And I know, I know money can be a big part of it, but I, uh, I never, I, I wasn't making the greatest amount of money around that time when I was building it and there was a lot of days that I wouldn't eat lunch and but in the end it was worth it and just learning something along the way especially you know if you my truck here I could I could drive it to Florida and not not be scared about it and the only reason I say that is is because I I built it myself and I went down through it and if I know something went wrong I know exactly what went wrong and I know exactly how to fix it. Well, we uh, we appreciate your time today, Cody, and uh, and chatting with us, and definitely gonna um, you know stay stay up to date, follow you on Instagram, and and uh, check out the truck, and and uh, like I said, I, I appreciate you reaching out to us and, and sharing this. I love doing these kind of episodes and and hearing what Diesel Nation is out there building and and the cool projects that they got. So we appreciate you today. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Mishimoto.com. Check out all the products they got for your Cummins, Duramax, or Power Stroke. And for the shop owners out there, if you're looking to be able to stock or just need to get a Mishimoto product you know, into your shop to get a, a job out the door, check out Turn 14 Distribution. Give them a call. They've got a whole team of, of uh, account managers that handle diesel trucks. So they're going to be familiar with the brands and the things that you need and be able to let you know how quickly you can get them. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.